Hey everyone, Amanda here, and this is Planned, Prepped, and Productive, the podcast where I'm helping you put real food on the table for your family in a way that's doable and sustainable. This is episode 22, You're Not Eating Your Veggies and It's Not Your Fault. I'm so glad you're all here, and I'm excited to dive into the topic of veggies today. When I say the phrase, get those veggies in, you might feel a lot of different emotions. Well, there is a chance that you are one of the 1 in 10 Americans that are actually getting in their recommended greens. Chances are you are one of the 9 in 10 that is not getting them in. We are strong and capable mothers. We give so much to our children. We deserve to feel happy and at peace, and we deserve to be healthy. So why is it so hard to do this one thing that we all know would make us feel better? I am absolutely not here to make you feel guilty. In fact, that's the last thing I want. I'm on a mission to support and uncover the already existing strong, beautiful, peaceful, thriving mothers who ditch mom guilt for good. But like you, sometimes I let the messages from society sink in and tell me that motherhood is supposed to be hard, that cooking is supposed to be hard, that there's just no way I can do it all as a mother. This much is true, but there's so much that we can do, especially when we let go of all of that, which is why I'm here to tell you today that the fact that you are not getting your veggies in is not your fault. Because you are a mom, I know that every time you hear about something else you should be doing, that there's a little voice inside your head that comes in to tell you that you aren't good enough, that if you just try a little harder, you will succeed that other people are doing it and it's so easy for them, but none of those things are true and those very thoughts are keeping you stuck. So let me try to convince you why you not eating your veggies is not your fault. Let's go over some of the reasons why you might not be getting your veggies. Maybe you want to like veggies, but you tried them as a kid and you just can't make yourself do it again. Maybe you are just a little bit rebellious and don't like being told what to do, and all of those years of being forced to eat your broccoli before you get dessert make you think, I am my own person and I will do what I want. Thank you very much. Maybe you've tried so many diets involving munching on raw carrots and hummus that left you hungry, and now you're a little bit emotionally scarred from that memory. Maybe you've just been exposed to poorly prepared, frozen, canned, mushy, or otherwise unappetizing veggies, and you think that that's what they're meant to be like? Or maybe you fall into another camp altogether, and you actually like your salad, your green beans, etc., but finding the time to prepare three or more servings of veggies a day is exhausting and not going to happen. It might be one of these reasons. It may be another reason entirely. The truth is, we live in a society that says one thing, but means another when it comes to vegetables. We say that veggies will make you feel great, but then we treat dessert like the real MVP. We treat veggies like a punishment to get through in order to get to the good stuff. We say it's quick and easy to grab a salad, carrot sticks, you name it, but the stuff on the shelves is quicker, easier, and even more convenient. On top of that, there are biological and genetic reasons that make it hard for us to eat our veggies, and it's simply not as easy for us to reach for the veggies as it is for the potato chips. So let's get into a little bit more detail about some of the reasons that I mentioned above that you might not be getting your veggies in, and again, why this isn't your fault. So the first reason is basic biology. Vegetables can taste bitter. 
And we as humans are wired to stay away from bitter things because they might be poisonous. I'm going to go ahead and post links to all the studies. Any facts that I share like this will have a study attached to it. So if you want to fact check me, you can go ahead and check the show notes. Anyway, we tend to avoid bitter things. We also have a natural affinity towards sweet things like a mother's breast milk, for example. There are even different levels of bitterness that certain people can taste, meaning that one individual might think a veggie tastes great and one person might think it's too bitter. And when we were children, that's when our affinity for bitter taste was the highest. So it tasted the strongest to us. And that's also the time when most of us were getting our first exposure and experiences to veggies. And so a lot of us might have memories associated with vegetables that are not necessarily the way we would taste them today. Another reason is that you were told as a child you couldn't leave the table until you ate your veggies, and that still affects you today. A 2002 retrospective analysis of teens that were forced to eat their veggies showed that most often this forced eating had the opposite effect than the one intended, which is obviously to teach kids to like their vegetables. And 70% of individuals in the study said that they were still, in their teens and college years, likely to resist the foods that their parents forced them to eat. Eating is about so much more than just food, and if you had an unsafe eating environment as a child, that totally can still affect you today and can make it especially challenging to get over your dislike of a food when that dislike is stronger than just disliking the taste of the food, it's also disliking the memories that you have associated with that food. You also might have just been exposed to really bad veggies. I am all about using frozen veggies when they've been prepared for the freezer properly and cooked properly after, but that frozen mixed carrot broccoli cauliflower blend from the elementary school cafeteria, that should definitely remain in the past. Frozen veggies, when they're not prepared well, are watery, flavorless, and just plain hard to get through. So if this is your experience, or if you've had a lot of canned veggies, which can be overly salty and just take on a weird flavor from the canning process, no wonder that you don't like your veggies, and you just need to experiment a little bit more to find the ones that are great for you. We also have that fourth camp that I mentioned of you of individual. We also have that fourth camp of individuals that like veggies. But preparing them is a lot of work. Convenience foods have come a long way, so there are faster and easier ways to get your veggies in, like baby carrots, veggie trays, frozen vegetables, bagged salads, etc. But the honest truth is that none of these ways are quite as convenient as opening up a protein bar and putting it into your mouth. Veggies take a bit more time in preparation than other foods, and they're not generally shelf-stable, making it really difficult to grab and go for our busy lives, which is something that a lot of us need. There are certainly a lot of obstacles to vegetable consumption, so it is no surprise that 90% of Americans aren't getting the veggies in that they need. So what can you do about it? As I see it, you can do one of two things. You can be like most people and accept that your upbringing did not prepare you to eat well. You can continue to feel drained, tired, and guilty about the way that you're eating. You can continue to say you're going to start trying tomorrow or that it will be easier when your kids are older when you're done having kids, when life slows down, or some other arbitrary time in the future. Or you can start today. You can find solutions. You can shift your mindset and become a veggie lover, not just because they're good for you, but because they truly do taste delicious. You can take baby steps and work on one veggie at a time. 
you can stop forcing your children to eat their veggies and practice some grace with them that you're also going to start practicing on yourself as you start this journey. You can accept that eating just one veggie a day is a success even if you aren't meeting the so-called standard because you ate one more veggie today than you did yesterday. You can decide that just because you didn't like a vegetable in the past doesn't mean you won't like it today or that you won't like it in the future. So, because I trust that you wonderful people are in the let's make a change camp, how should you go about adding more veggies to your diet? You need a system. When I was in college, I worked in an elementary school cafeteria, and at the end of the day, we were required to throw out anything that had been put out on the line. As sad as this was, this was the environment where I learned to love veggies because it was a truly risk-free environment. We had this beautiful salad bar, and all of it was going to have to be thrown away at the end of the day. Now, I don't love that system, but I do love what it taught me about food. There was no one telling me to try these vegetables, and I felt no guilt loading them on my plate, whether or not I knew I was going to like them because I knew it was all going to be thrown away anyway. These foods were also all prepared for me, so I didn't have to put any effort or thought into eating them. They were just there. Now, unfortunately, I don't think that most of you have the same situation and safe place to get your veggie on. So instead, we need to create that safe environment in your own life. No worries, though. You can do it on your own, and it works. This is my seven-step system to becoming a veggie lover. As I've talked about in the past, I recommend starting with small habit changes that you intend to do for the rest of your life. I don't really believe in goals that you only want to do for three months because how is that going to make lasting change? Whenever I make a goal, I make a goal to do forever. And obviously there's times when things in my life change and goals are shifted. But the point is, is that these short-term, huge slay your goals ideas aren't necessarily propelling your life forward in the way you want them to. So start with a small, tiny goal, like adding one vegetable per day. After that, you need a way to go about getting those vegetables in. So step two is to start with a familiar vegetable. Even if you are a staunch veggie hater, I am willing to bet there's at least one vegetable you will eat. Potatoes? This is a great starting point. We'll branch out later. Right now, we're just trying to create that habit of getting veggies in at all. The third step is to start experimenting with different preparations of the veggies you know. So if you like carrots and you normally steam them or eat them raw, try roasting them or try sauteing them to see which preparations you like best. The fourth step is to introduce new vegetables using your favorite cooking techniques for the other vegetables that you enjoy. So if you love roasted carrots, maybe try roasting Brussels sprouts or asparagus. Roasting vegetables brings out their natural sweetness and can cut down on the bitterness So it's a great method that most people enjoy eating. I always say if you don't like a vegetable, roast it and then come back to me. Uh, If you're still struggling with the bitterness of veggies, you could also try eating them raw in a salad with a sweet salad dressing to cut through that bitterness just a little bit. If all else fails, add some butter and bacon to your veggies and you're sure to like them. Jokes aside, there are so many different preparations out there for veggies, and while I can't say that I love every vegetable all of the ways, I can't think of a vegetable that I don't like in at least one way. Okay, maybe black olives, but hey, I wouldn't pick them off my pizza, so I can say I at least tolerate them in one way. After you've experimented with veggies and found some preparations that you enjoy, 
it's time to take the system a little further. This is a good time to up that habit change or goal to get even more veggies in. Choose a frequency that works for you. The USDA recommends five to nine half cup servings of fruits and vegetables combined. So somewhere around three to four servings a day of vegetables, if you're getting your fruit in as well, is a good place to start. Keep in mind that you may eat more than a serving size in one sitting. I can easily down at least a cup of most cooked veggies at dinner. So you don't necessarily need to plan veggies into your day three to four times as long as your serving sizes are allowing you to fit the three to four servings in. So choose a frequency that works for you. For me, I try to keep things simple and I aim for one serving with every meal. Breakfast is pretty iffy, but I will sometimes get it by adding kale to a smoothie or veggies to my eggs. Lunch and dinner are pretty simple for me. I usually eat a salad for lunch, which helps me get a few servings in, and then I'll have a veggie side with my dinner. After you've chosen your frequency, make it happen. This is step number six, and to me, it is kind of like the secret sauce to making this all happen. Meal prep and veggies go hand in hand. We've already talked about the fact that veggies aren't the most readily available and simple food to eat, which is challenging when for many people, it's also not the most appetizing food to eat either. It makes it that much easier for your veggies to stay buried in your produce drawer until they're no longer good to eat. So how can you meal prep your veggies? There are so many options. You can pre-make salads for lunches for the week. You can chop up veggies to roast for your dinners at the beginning of the week, so all you have to do is throw them in the oven when it's time to eat them. You can cut up raw veggies and meal prep hummus or another dip for snacks. The key is that you want to do all of this prep at the beginning of the week and set yourself up for success throughout the week by making your veggie snacks just as convenient as opening up that granola bar. Step number seven is to rinse and repeat. Once you've got a system going, you'll only get better at prepping, better at finding recipes you love, and soon you'll be feeling nourished and surprised at how much you're looking forward to eating those veggies instead of dreading them. Now that you've got this foolproof system, you are well on your way to changing your life and health, creating healthy habits for your whole family, and feeling nourished and more able to attack your goals instead of feeling endless mom guilt for the way you're feeding yourself and your family. Tiny changes are the answer, and even if you only eat one more vegetable tomorrow, that's one more than you ate today, and it is totally a win. Be gentle with yourselves, but make the small changes that will someday bring a tremendous change to your life. I believe in you. I hope you'll tune in again next week, where we'll be talking about family mealtime and kids' activities, and why I think your kids need less activities and more simple time together as a family. So excited to dig into this topic because it's a big one and I hope you'll tune in. Until next time, happy cooking and happy planning. 